0: You even tell me I look nice. Let's go. Done. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to this podcast. Sounds exhausting. I'm Sarah Austin. And I'm Vanessa Tyler. We're your hosts. We're ready to get into it. <laughs> right?
1: Get right into it.
0: You look well, so yeah. nice tonight, Vanessa.
1: Oh, thank you. Finally.
0: I I do want to start off with something that I think is really important. Do you mind if I have a little. Oh, just you and the listeners? (laughs) Just me and the listeners. Can I step out of the room? Sure. Go ahead. (laughs) So there's this Instagram account. It's not ours. Well, I mean, we do have an Instagram account. You guys can follow us at TPSE podcast, but there's another Instagram account that I just found. Called not your average snails, and I just thought this was not run by me at all. I could throw it out to the listeners. Um, I don't even want to tell everyone what it is. (laughs) She does this. She'll start to tell me something she's excited about, and if I am not absolutely
1: enthused, even though I have no idea what it's about to be, if I'm not on the same
0: level as her, I don't get to find out. I just feel like everyone, just go to your Instagram. First, go to TPSE Podcast. Make sure you hit the follow button. Second, go to Not Your Average Snails. I'm doing that right now. I honestly don't know what you're talking about. That is S-N-A-I-L-S. Okay. And it will just... Oh, no. It's made me so happy. Oh, no. These last few days... I've gone on it probably 700 times. Every Every
1: single post has liked by Sarah. (laughs) I'm like 20 down.
0: (laughs) I have gone on it multiple times a day for the past several days. It's just the best videos, you guys, of (laughs) giant snails. I'm not (laughs) kidding. And it might sound like something you've never wanted to look at, but I'm telling you, you will want to look at it. Oh, no. Giant snails eating, eating lettuce, eating... No, lettuce. I know.
1: I'm looking yeah. at it. I'm saying, oh, no, people, because I already know a little bit about this. I already know that she's eh, emphatically in love with these snails. And we already found out that they're illegal in all 50 states. So I'm trying to figure out how... To keep her out of prison, but also happy. Yes, exactly. How to smuggle them in. Because we are going out of the country, and we are going to be in an area that has them. And I'm pretty sure she's going to get caught with them, and I'm going to end up going to jail.
0: Somebody's going to flag our passports, and (laughs) it's just going to say, check for snails. Check for snails. (laughs) Snail smugglers. We're going to be, we're
1: going to talk about us being dumb criminals on the episode following the cruise. Oh, God.
0: Anyways. Not your average snails. Um, that's just my my good uh my good vibes for the day. Wherever you may be. <laughs> Slimy giant snail. It's, it's the best. Anyways, today I am going to tell Vanessa and all of you about one of my favorite true crime stories when we were talking about what we should do next. Vanessa was like, well, do one of your favorite true crime stories. I'm like, yeah, I should do that. Cool. Well, then I found out like two hours ago that... It was um, was more like,
1: don't tell me what to do.
0: (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Um, Several other podcasts have done this kind of recently, like within Mm -hmm. the last year. A couple of them have done it within the last six months. Um, So... That kind of sucks, but you <laughs> haven't been able to hear me tell you about it, so that's what I'm going to do.
1: Also, I don't <laughs> listen to other podcasts, so.
0: <laughs> well, I do. I haven't heard about it. Um, I do, but listen so this will
1: just be like our conversations that we normally have where you tell me about something you heard that you liked on a podcast but instead you did your own research into the subject matter and you're going to tell me from your own no. point of view
0: actually i've known this this is an old story it's like 2008 mm-hmm. um, so i've known about this story for a long time i just didn't realize how recently it had been done on other podcasts so mm-hmm. i'm a little self-conscious about it. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Well, can you pretend that you did research?
0: No, I mean, I did. I watched a documentary today, um, True Crime Canada. Uh, That was on YouTube. Yeah, I Uh, thought it was
1: about jaywalking. I didn't know it was about actual crime. Yeah. Canada. Come (laughs) on. True
0: Crime Canada. (laughs) And uh, I read from the Edmonton Journal, which is a Canadian uh, news source. A lot of Canada stuff. Wikipedia, blah, blah, blah. There you go. Um, okay. So I'm going to be doing, like I said, one of my favorite true crime stories, which is the Dexter copycat murder, which you don't really know anything about. You knew I was going to do this, but I told you do not look it up. Do not watch anything about it. Did you stay true to your word?
1: Yes, I did. Okay. Thank you. But I had a job on this episode.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. My job was the psychological stuff that we'll get into when you're done. Okay. Studies and shit. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it came up, but I avoided it like the plague. Thank you. Okay. Actually, I don't even like that saying. I avoided it like I did dick. All right. Thank you. And which I don't really avoid too much. I just avoid it like in my mouth and stuff.
0: (laughs) I have a lot of guy friends and stuff. I don't just say, oh, get away from me. I mean, dick's fine. I just (laughs) like... I don't want it around me all the time, is what you're saying. Hey,
1: bro, why is your dick out? We're just supposed to just hang out. What are you doing?
0: Right. I'd prefer Uh, to stay in their pants, is what you're saying. That's correct. Well, around me. I mean,
1: let's not get into it. I thought we were going (laughs) to open up a can. Well, maybe. (laughs) Well, I'll check it out. I mean, if it's Jack from Will and Grace. I mean, it's a good looking one. (laughs) I want to see it. But I did avoid it. But I am very familiar with Dexter. And even though I avoided it, I know enough to know kind of where he copied Dexter, but I'll let you go into it. Okay. I barely even know the dude's name. So why don't you just let me shut up and you go ahead. <laughs> go ahead.
0: All right. So the Dexter copycat murder, this is going to start in the fall of 2008. Okay. There is a guy named Gilles Tetro. I believe I am saying that correctly. I listened to the documentary, <laughs> the true crime Canada thing several times to make sure that I was <laughs> saying it correctly. It's French I, Canada. Yes. Um, I, I believe it's Gilles. Gilles mm. Um, So this is a guy who I believe had recently moved to Edmonton, which is in Alberta, Canada. Mm. I don't know how that works. How do you have a town in a town in a country?
1: Listen, I tried to send Andre something to Northern Ireland, and I just gave up because he's got a county, a town with the same name. Mm -hmm. And then he's got a street and a city, Northern Ireland. There's zip codes in Canada, by the way, because I have a lot of snowbirds from Canada. It just hit me.
0: Go ahead. Edmonton is the city. Alberta is the state canada's the country
1: i don't know if they have states
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know either but i really oh.
1: thought for a second you were gonna say oh it just hit me i don't give a fuck and then just moved <laughs> on and shut me up i really thought you were gonna do that i was ready for it am um, i allowed to do that yeah you could tell me oh okay oh yeah uh but they have letters and numbers in their area
0: code zip codes excuse me mm. they're very complicated go ahead yeah they're a lot better than us yeah, exactly um, so Gilles Tetro, he's, he's recently moved to the Edmonton area. He is on the um, online dating scene, um, plentyoffish.com, plentyoffish.com.
1: I do not endorse that. Don't use it.
0: Um, that was also, that website also came up in our Gypsy Rose Blanchard story. Yeah. Uh, so maybe avoid plentyoffish.com. <laughs> yeah hey if you're desperate though i've been there sarah i've used pof i'm like 50 50 chance i'm gonna
1: die right 50 50 chances is gonna be a dude yeah and you know what i did actually have a nice night i'll say with somebody from that
0: oh um, my god it just hit me okay, <laughs> oh, okay. you don't give off. a shit <laughs> <laughs> i don't give a shit <laughs> go ahead sorry um so he he's on this website. He's trying to find, you know, somebody to connect with. Um, he's, you know, kind of new to the area and things like that. And he ends up uh, chatting with this girl named Sheena. Sheena's, you know, by all accounts, beautiful. She's very smart, very articulate. Um, they have some like interesting back and forth on messages and they um, decide that they want to meet up. They want to actually meet in person, right? And so she um, starts to tell him like, oh, you know, I'm kind of like un- untrusting of-, of people. I think what would make me feel better is if you came to my house, I was able to see you from your car and um, <laughs> I was able to see you from your car and then I'll just know like instinctively if I trust you or not. <laughs> okay. listen god bless her for being proactive and shit right i don't think that's how you do it no i would suggest maybe meeting at like a public place coffee shop somewhere Mm. where like other people are right maybe
1: you know having a friend that meets you there and then fucks off so they see this person they know who you are they know what you look like right and they'll hunt you down right yes
0: um so Gilles, he, he says, okay, you know, that that makes sense. Um, that's, that's fine. fine. And uh <laughs> and he's like, you know, how do I how do I get to your place? Let me know. And so she tells him, you know, she doesn't really want to give him the exact address, Ugh. um, but she's gonna give him some directions. Okay. So here are uh, the exact directions. That sheena. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. <clears throat> so okay, Friday. If you're coming from North on Groat, get on Calgary Trail, and when you get to the south side and jump on White Mud, then go south on 50th Street. Take a right on 40 Ave, and after a block or two, take the very first right into the alley. It's marked by a yellow crosswalk sign, so pay attention. Then go left and pull into the only driveway on the left that isn't paved, lol. Seriously, who ever heard of a driveway that looks like the Amazon? Whatever, it won't swallow your car, I promise. There's some garbage up against the fence, like an old couch and such, but it might be gone by Friday, who knows. (laughs) Like I said, the garage door will be open for you to touch. Don't worry about the neighbors thinking you're a burglar. Everyone knows there's nothing valuable in there, except my car, of course. See then, Sheena. P.S. Yeah, first visible back door coming out of the garage, knock away. There's certainly no other driveways along our alley like this one, and the half-open car door is a dead giveaway. LOL, see you seven on Friday.
1: the only way this is a a good idea is if this test is to see if he does it and to be like yeah something's wrong that he did this and never talks to him again
0: okay so if you got directions like that what Mm -hmm. what are your first thoughts so first of all people need to understand where you and i come from Mm -hmm. we had to map
1: quest shit we had to either print it out yeah yeah or copy it down for MapQuest, and it didn't have.
0: If you're like me, I'm terrible with directions. Yes, like, I remember. I am overwhelmed by right. this email.
1: Do you not forget we were lost for four hours in my fucking car in the desert trying to get you to someone's house? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you remember. It's funny. That it's is. a funny memory. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Um so okay so my first thoughts about them as an outward person or me if i'm that person who gets it right if i'm the guy the who, gets it. who
0: gets it right sheena is beautiful she's smart she's articulate you've had you know okay. some interesting right. conversations i'm the dude super horny revved up ready to meet this chick <laughs> these are the directions you get uh <sighs> look down picture a dick
1: Listen, no, I hear you. Where does it take you? Well, what do you want me to think with? My head or my fake dick that you have me thinking with? The fake dick, definitely. I'm going to go then if that's it. But if it's not and it's just my brain, mm-hmm. okay, I'm just going to find an alternative. I'm okay. going to find a 7 out of 10 and just be safe. Okay. Because that sounds, that sounds ridiculous. Right. First of all, if it's 2008 and I get lost, I'm probably fucked.
0: Right. Um, yeah, right? Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to be that um well you kind of do want to be that that's the whole reason why you're going uh if (laughs) thank you
1: (laughs) oh is he getting pegged in this scenario am i forgetting something well i mean you do want to i mean no i'm definitely not happen i'm definitely not going i can see why other people desperate or whatever would go i definitely wouldn't go i wouldn't even find an alternative to do it like i wouldn't bring a friend i wouldn't do i just wouldn't do it i'd say that sounds insane
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: i would probably start at this point if i'm desperate for it to work out meaning i'm not willing to just block and ignore at this point right then i would say okay but this sounds sketchy as fuck i need some sort of video or you know you holding the newspaper flipping me off or something
0: like that okay
1: that's the only way
0: maybe because it's talked about more now but in 2008, there wasn't the, like the show Catfish or anything like that. Or we're, we're you know? women
1: and we're not desperate to get laid. We're, we're desperate to be left well, alone
0: about getting laid. I think you're speaking for yourself because in 2008, <laughs> I was definitely <laughs> showing up at some random dude's apartment that he told me how to get to. I'm um, POF, I'm glad you're alive. No, it's like MySpace maybe. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyways, Jill <laughs> goes. He, he takes the directions, okay? and he decides he's he's gonna try it he follows the weird garage email how old is he oh man I don't know 20s 30s 40s I believe he's in his late 20s I want to say he's like 28 in this
1: that was pretty stupid in my early to mid 20s so I really it's a coin
0: flip which isn't good so go ahead yeah I I I don't think I wrote it down I want to say he's in like his late 20s maybe early thirties. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he gets, he gets to where the, the garage is. It's a little bit open. Like uh, she said it would be, you know, so he slips under into the garage and it's completely dark. So he's kind of fumbling around trying to find like where the light switch could be. Apparently how she had it explained was he was going to go into this garage walk through a door and then like the house would be like on the other side you know what I mean yeah like it's like a detached garage really it's just a garage Mm -hmm. um so he gets in he's looking for the light it's completely dark all of a sudden he has this sharp pain and it's a stun gun he can hear he can hear the zapping of it and it's like a wand looking stun gun not like the little box ones that you're used to seeing um, mm-hmm. on tv and stuff
1: mm-hmm. and just so everybody knows what you see in movies with tasers i think i've told you this mm-hmm. completely inaccurate you don't put a taser up to someone like a stun gun okay which the, has that one inch arc and and right. they're suddenly incapacitated it's yeah. just compliance at that point
0: yeah it doesn't work like that he he's being hit with this stun gun over and over again he he still can't you it know see everything he has no idea what's going on he's been kind of knocked to the ground he's fumbling around when he finally looks up and see, sees who is standing over him, it's this man that's towering over him, and he's wearing a, a hockey mask.
1: Ugh.
0: And it's painted um, like a black and gold. It's like a modified... It's not, it doesn't look like Jason Voorhees hockey mask. You know what I mean? Looks like gold. But does. it's a mask. It's a masked man standing above him. Okay? He's still trying to fight when the, guy, the masked man pulls out a gun. Oh no! And all that Gilles can think in that moment is, "Holy fuck! I didn't tell anyone where I was gonna be." Mm. Like that's what's going through his head: is I'm gonna die, and nobody fucking knows where I am. Yeah, he's pushed to the ground again, and his eyes are covered with duct tape. He's terrified. He can't see. He has no idea what's gonna happen. And in the documentary. A spoiler alert he lives but in the documentary he says at that moment what went through his head was if I'm going to die I'm going to die my way not his way yeah so he rips the duct tape from his eyes he jumps to his feet he grabs for the gun and in that one moment he said of pure bliss he realizes the gun is fake it's a plastic gun
1: <sighs>
0: so they he just starts punching him Yeah. You know, like just going for it. Like there's no, you know, all out. Fuck this. Gun's fake. It's plastic. I'm getting the fuck out of here. So he's punching. He's hitting. He drops to the floor and he rolls out from under the garage door. So now he's back onto this unpaved driveway. It's like a gravel, you know, driveway area in this alley. He's back out into there and Uh, I believe they said they were going to meet at about 7. So you got to be thinking this is probably like 7.30. It's kind of dark out. Um, He slowly starts, not slowly, he very quickly realizes that his legs are like numb. Hmm. Been tased so many times in the same spot on his leg that he has like this temporary paralysis in his legs plus he's got a shit ton of adrenaline right sugar, all this stuff and now his legs aren't fucking working yeah and he could have hit it too yeah yeah he's been punched he's been kicked he's you know all these things so he starts crawling uh like army crawling on the driveway he looks behind him the guy with the mask is coming out from the garage like the fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre he picks him up by the back of his legs and starts dragging him back into the garage oh my god so with uh like every ounce of strength left he's wrap you know trying to just crawl out of this dude's hands he hears something in the alley he looks over there's a man and a woman going for a walk at this very same time they're walking down the alley so he starts screaming, This guy's trying to rob me. This guy's trying to rob me. Help me. Help me. Okay. The couple <laughs> is like, What the fuck? They <laughs> stop. They're staring at this scene, right? There's this half, half open garage. Here's this big dude with a fucking hockey mask, guy on the ground screaming, right? The woman immediately thinks, and this is smart because I don't know if I would have thought, Oh,
1: that. it's a setup.
0: She immediately thinks it's a setup. She's like, "Fuck, I'm not. No, (laughs) like I'm not doing any of this because it looks like a fucking movie. Like it doesn't look like something that you would just happen across in real life, right?" Yeah. The boyfriend is like trying to talk to the talk to them, like, "What the fuck's going on? What are you guys doing?" Blah blah blah. And the girlfriend's like, "Uh, fuck no, we are not doing this. We are leaving." And she makes her boyfriend take off with her. They get home. They call nine one one. Good nine one one goes to the scene. nothing's there. Canada has nine one one um i'm
1: just I'm just picking on you <laughs> so do they, they
0: have nine one one what
1: is it they I don't know what they have over there they they have something that makes more sense call I know that the police I know that other countries have something that makes more sense is it like zero nine nine they have something like triple zero, triple one because you don't have to press two different numbers which. Okay. Is, Sounds unimportant, and if it sounds like it's important to me, it's only because I have a reoccurring nightmare that I can't fucking dial nine one one. I dial nine one two, nine one zero, nine nine one, and uh-huh. I can never get through because I'm right. a mess and I'm a.
0: I used to have a reoccurring nightmare when I was little that Yoda would come while I was babysitting and he would steal my voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> one of those is more realistic than the other.
0: <laughs> they call they- the police. Do they go in the house or they just no, go? Away? They nothing. take off running. They're like, fuck this. We don't ha- want to have no, The part police. of this. Oh, the police. Yeah, they come. There's no scene. Nothing's going on. Like, there's nobody in the garage. Nobody's answering. There's no blood. There's no nothing. Like, nothing's going on. So they're, the police are thinking, this is a fucking prank or something. You know,
1: well, if I'm that dude, I'm pissed. But go ahead.
0: Yeah. So what about his car? Don't find anything. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah car looks normal, right? No. There's no car. Nothing's there. Are you
1: going to, is that the end of the story? Are you just going (laughs) to leave us fucked? No. Okay, good. So that
0: happened on a Friday. Okay. The following Friday, another man named John Altinger. Uh, His friends call him Johnny. So that's what we're going to call him for the rest of the story. Okay. He is 38 years old. Uh, He was like a motorcycle enthusiast. Everybody who they interview about this guy. Is like he is the most honest or he was the most honest, Mm. loving, funny, great friend, great person. Like, I mean, I know like it feels like everybody says that after you die. But when you watch these people talk about their friend, it was like he was a good guy. He was a good friend and everybody loved him. Like yeah. I said, he was a big motorcycle enthusiast. He had this red hatchback Mazda that he loved. Um, and he was always like taking pictures of it and going, you know, he was like really proud of it. He put some work into it and stuff. Um, he is lonely. You know, he, he wants to fall in love and he joins Plenty of Fish. Um, and he meets a woman named Jen. And Jen is beautiful. She's blonde. She's smart. She's articulate. She's not beautiful in the sense that, like, someone ripped a picture off of a porn site. You know what I mean? She's, like, a... Porn aren't hot, but... But you, you know, know what I mean? When you can tell you're looking, looking at, like, a fake profile. Yeah. You know, you're like, mm, okay. This is going to ruin my dating life
1: because I'm on that I mean- <laughs> website, just by the way. Not on plenty of things. Like, oh, I 10 know. out of 10. Sure, you're interested in me.
0: Swipe oh. left. Great. Go ahead. Oh, you're too <laughs> smart. Something's up. <laughs> so Jen, uh, Jen and Johnny um, decide that they're going to meet. And uh, Johnny does something very smart. Now, he gets an email with the same weird fucked up directions that our last guy got. Right? Yeah. Same exact thing. Basically, word for word, the same exact email. But what he does is he takes that email and he sends it to his friends. And he says, This is what I'm doing tonight. You know, he's new to like the internet dating thing. He's new to meeting people like this. So he's like, I'm just gonna play it safe. Here you go, guys. This is where I'm gonna be. You know, oh. in case anything happens, this is where I will be. Oh. Um and he, his friends have, you know, said that it was not out of character for him to do something like that. He was always in touch with them, you know. Like he had a really good core group of friends. They were always talking. They were always, you know. So they didn't think anything was up about it. Just okay, cool. I hope you, you know, have a good day. One of his friends was like, "This is kind of weird. <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you shouldn't go. Yeah. What if uh, I sent you that? But uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was trying to think like." If I sent this to Vanessa, like, "Hey, here's where I'm going tonight. Just in case something happens, here's how to get there," you would be like, "What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what is this a joke?" Yeah, you know what I mean. That would also ruin your date because you wouldn't
1: answer my text within five minutes. I would think of the story and go calling kick the police.
0: So right. I'm very happy you're
1: married and it's just done. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have to worry about you. That's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> uh, two days later, um, nobody's heard from Johnny. And there was a big bike trip that day and he's not there. Um, obviously, everyone thinks this is really weird because Johnny's the type of person that always keeps his word. He's always on time. He, you know, loves hanging out with his friends, loves, you know, being social, being with people. This is very out of character that he would not show up to this bike event and not say anything to anyone. All right. On Monday, uh, his brother receives an email that an email that states as followed: "Hey there, I've met an extraordinary woman named Jen who has offered to take me on a nice long tropical vacation. We'll be staying in her winter home in Costa Rica. Phone number to follow soon. I won't be back in town till December 10th, but I will be checking my email periodic, periodically." Mm-hmm. Dude, I had to write that down for
1: my shit. And I'll tell you what, I said it three times and I just said, fuck it. I've never had a hard time saying that.
0: But I would be checking my email periodically. See you around the holidays, Johnny.
1: So do you think Johnny like said something to this guy like, bitch, I told my friends where I would be. I sent those directions.
0: I I don't know. I don't know because. I'm thinking why would he do that? This email. Goes out to Johnny's brother and all of Johnny's friends. Basically, anyone who is on Johnny's like contact Fuck. list in his email, this email goes out to them. You're coming looking for me, right? Fuck yeah! At this point, like this bitch went to Costa Rica, didn't even take me. <laughs> <laughs> number <laughs> like, what? Uh, so his friends start calling around. They're calling each other. Like, did you get this fucking email? You know, they're emailing the number back, or they're emailing him back saying like, no, dude, we need a phone number for you. Like, can you call us? You know, like, let us know that you're actually okay. This seems weird. Yeah. The friends call work and that's when they really start to freak out because his work is like, yeah, he hasn't showed up. He hasn't called. He'd had that job for a very long time. Mm. Was a very upstanding person. You know, he wouldn't just, he's not the type of dude that's just taken off. Right. Um, So the friends and Johnny's brother, they call the police, okay? And the police do what they do and say to just wait and see, right? I'm getting all of these friends together and we're going straight to this house. Well, the police tell them, basically, Johnny's a grown man. Right, If he wants to leave, he can leave. Like You guys can't be pissed because he wants to leave. Sounds weird. I would already
1: expect that. And I would Mm -hmm. get all the friends I could that of yours that are nuts and go straight to this house.
0: Right. So what what the friends do is the friends go to Johnny's apartment. They break into the apartment. They kick the door down. They realize all of his clothes, his suitcase, and his fucking passport Uh. are still in his apartment. So th- with that information, they call the police again. And this time-
1: We broke into his house.
0: Right. Well, they're like, yeah, we broke into his house. All of his shit's still here. So tell me how that makes sense. He's in Costa Rica, but his passport and all this stuff is here. Like, what? Um, so then the police are like, oh, okay. Well, now, <laughs> now we're going to take this seriously, right? So I don't they- think it's
1: seriously. I really do think it's law and bullshit. No,
0: I no, I, I know what you're saying. It is. It is the law. It's if you're a grown adult and you take off, you're allowed. That's your right. You're allowed to take off. You know, you can't just have the police hounding you because you
1: wanted to leap, skip town. It's so dumb because a certain amount of time has to pass. They should really have some sort of civilian, because you know how sheriff's office has that posse, something where they're not post certified, where they're not technically a cop, where you can call them adult services. Isn't there something like that?
0: Well, but then you have to think. Um what you do have to take into account cuz I did a little bit of like uh, back backstory on this a little bit and um one of the reasons that that uh law or whatever you would call it is in place is be- for domestic abuse survivors. If they want to oh. if they get out then the person that they're leaving you know could just call the police and be like you need to find this person my wife has taken off she's missed you know whatever
1: No I hear well, you but but yeah. then it's out of the spirit of the law so yeah. i mean I, I just, get it
0: it's ugh. a rock and a hard place it sucks right i would just do
1: it i just i'm not you know, I, you know if i'm going to go to jail for something i'll go to jail for that right that's okay i'll go to jail to figure out if you're okay cuz if you are okay then i'm happy right and i go to jail no. and then we laugh no. yeah not okay <laughs> Then I get to kill somebody.
0: And then I don't have the money to bail you out. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hot mess. Everything's real awkward for a while. (laughs) Uh, So the Edmonton police, they get uh, Detective Clark on the case, right? And uh, immediately he says his gut tells him something's wrong, obviously, but he's a homicide detective. So he's like, what the fuck am I doing? There's no body. Like, there's no body. There's nothing. What am I doing here? You know, but okay, I'll look into it, right? Yeah. So they follow these whack-as-fuck directions to this garage, and they find the man who was renting the garage. That man's name is Mark Twitchell. Now, the rest of the story focuses around this dickhead. Uh, He was born in Edmonton, Alberta in Canada. I looked for some info into his childhood. There really wasn't much there. He's overall a boring dude who always thought of himself as very smart and very charming. Um, In everything that you read about him, like any article, he has an IMDb page, his Wikipedia. He's always described as a Canadian filmmaker. And Mm. we'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Mark Twitchell is just a dude. Okay. He he has a passion for science fiction, costumes, cosplay. He was actually really good at cosplay. Um he was a fantastic like costume maker, right? I love cosplay and I love making costumes. And so if that's all this dude did. Pretty cool, right? He made this seven foot, three-inch bumblebee from transformers costume that he wore and he actually won three thousand dollars and a harley motorcycle at a halloween costume contest fuck him uh he also made a 450 dollars spider-man suit that he then wore to the premiere of spider-man and charged people to take photos with him uh (laughs) he made uh Uh, Wolverine costumes, Star Wars costumes, Iron Man costumes, uh, just tons of it. Um, He's enamored by fictional things. Yes, and the license plate on his car is D-R-K-J-E-D-I. Dark Jedi. What a fucking douche. Yeah, what a fucking virgin (laughs) douche. Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh, God. Um... He starts. sounds wonderful. Yeah. He starts um, making a film. He starts making a film called Secrets of the Rebellion. It was a prequel to a Star Wars film. Um, I don't really know how he thought he was going to get around, like, not being sued by George (laughs) Lucas. (laughs) Oh, I know how because only five people in the world would ever (laughs) see it. (laughs) <laughs> but Jewish he uh care. he you to
1: make fan fiction
0: yeah but he was like pro- like producing this movie that like it was going to be uh like a movie that was going to be sold and things like uh,
1: that uh.
0: um <laughs> it's just so stupid how many
1: tickets did it sell uh, what was its opening box office
0: he what people were saying is that like he could have gotten a job Making costumes, zero
1: point zero.
0: But instead, he wanted to be the director. He wanted to be the writer. He wanted to be the actor. He wanted to be the costume designer. He he wanted it all, right? Because Mark Twichell was smart enough, handsome enough, talented enough. Blah blah blah. Oh hey Mark. Oh oh well, hi Mark. Oh hi Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts to Mark,
1: and it's Mark. <laughs>
0: He also uh, was making a film called Day Players. Now, this film was supposed. You can actually go on YouTube and watch the trailer for Day Players. It is fucking awful. I. It's a two and a half minute trailer, and I was bored in the first twenty seconds. It's horrible. It's poor production values, and you don't like it. I'm telling. That's how bad it is. <laughs> I'm telling you. And okay, so listen. I don't know if this will sound familiar to you. It might not. It's a buddy comedy focusing on the lives of movie extras. Does this sound like Please anything? be kind. Please rewind. Wait.
1: No, no. Extras. I don't know.
0: Extras. Ricky Gervais's. That's what I meant
1: to say. I knew the whole time.
0: 2005 British Thank sitcom, you. Extras. Thank you. Which is, it's literally the movie he's making. Ricky <laughs> Gervais' show, <laughs> oh, Extras. Yeah. He's a copycat in every aspect of his life. Right, his first movie is just a copycat of Star Wars. His second movie is a copycat of Extras. Okay, everything he does. But he is a smooth talker, and he ends up uh, pitching the movie um, to some like executives, and he's name he dropped the movie via email.
1: Posing as a hot chick. Because that would play to his advantage. (laughs) No,
0: no, no. He's done this several times. Like, in Secrets of the Rebellion, he actually got a guy who was in the actual Star Wars movie to come, like, shoot a couple scenes and stuff. Like... He, he was really good. It, he wasn't like a big character or anything, <laughs> but he was good at, you know, talking his way through things. He was name dropping celebrities about day players like Justin Timberlake and Alec Baldwin saying that he, you know, had connections to get them to sign on to, you know, be part of the movie, blah, blah, blah. He ends up securing like a $35,000 investment from one place. I read in another place that altogether for like Secrets of the Rebellion and day players, he had gotten about a hundred thousand in dollars investments for this movie for these he
1: can be evangelical he's good at preying on idiots and gullible people
0: well and he's just he believes his bullshit, yeah so i think it's easy for other people to believe it yeah he's very very self-confident
1: yeah my brother does that go ahead
0: yeah in 2003 uh he is online Uh, dating and he meets a woman named Megan who lives in Colorado in the US Um, she's won over by him in his picture of his (laughs) go ahead she is won over (laughs) by him in this in his profile picture which is him dressed up as Darth Maul oh my god they hit it off He's uh, very charming. He's smart. He calls himself a Renaissance man, uh, makes her feel beautiful. She flies out to see him several months after they've started talking. They're married. Wait, can I say something? Yes.
1: You know how they have weird dating sites for weirdos? Like they have a Flat Earther dating site, they have farmers only dating sites, mm-hmm. Christian Mingle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I don't even know what they do go to church. I don't understand Christ. it. Com okay thank you
0: Uh i
1: wasn't gonna put your people with these people oh if you want to go ahead
0: anyway i was talking
1: about you know weirdos
0: oh don't put kink.com put fat life okay yeah (laughs) because that one's terrible
1: don't go to these websites (laughs) unless you know what you're doing
0: i'm sorry what was your train of thought here's my train of thought why can't we have
1: a single site for you know douchebags and weirdos like Jody Arias, she's pretty hot and so Uh is Casey Anthony, Uh but we fucking hate them. And why can't we put them with these losers so that they're not bothering decent gullible people?
0: I think it's called plentyoffish.com. Oh, that's right. (laughs) It already (laughs) exists.
1: I got to deactivate my profile (laughs) uh, since I'm not 20 anymore and a total douchebag. Right. Oh, thank you. What if our listeners are on that and you just made them feel super inferior?
0: Get off of it. We're just we're, we are giving you two stories in two weeks that have both referenced this fucking site. Get <laughs> off of it. It doesn't end well. <laughs> it
1: never ends well. Like a one in a hundred chance. Yeah. Might as well just go somewhere else. So okay. Mark
0: and Megan are 20 and 21 and they're married. She moves to Canada to be with him. Uh, Mark quickly, it, she realizes he is a complete fucking compulsive liar. Nah. Um, he doesn't pay the bills. You know, she'll say things like, did you pay the water bill? Oh yeah. Yeah. I paid it. Well, then they're getting the water shut off and Ugh. debt collectors are constantly calling. He lies about really stupid shit. And, uh, he's also unfaithful. Okay. He's, <clears throat> he has a habit of going online and making really bizarre, fake personas, Mm -hmm. And just talking to people online, Um, sometimes sexually, sometimes not. And Megan in the documentary, she said, uh, quote, he just liked messing with people like he got off on it, you know, or he was practicing. Maybe, maybe Uh, at one point, he asks his new wife if she ever thought of killing anyone. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Standard question she says sure i mean everyone does at some point if, when they're really mad at somebody you know the thought crosses their mind but you don't act it's not even something you would think of acting on it's a like fleeting thought you that come up pillow talk dinner time yeah i'm not quite sure <laughs> The shower when. i'm gonna try it on the husband later just like, <laughs> hey. ever no ever don't ever do fight? it when it's things
1: are hot do it when you know you were just ever like ever thought a, of oh, no no not when you're in a fight when he's irritating you
0: just be like <laughs> Hmm. What about killing somebody? I was just thinking, no reason in particular. <laughs> Here's some directions for a place I want to meet you at. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> Walk 10 steps this way. Hmm. So Go when ahead. she tells him that, you know, yeah, she, I suppose I thought about it, but it's not something I'd ever act on or give a second thought to, um, he confides in her that he has thought of it. And what he did think of doing was maybe finding a homeless person to kill because nobody would give a shit right so he
1: sounds like just a great guy
0: it's just so many fucking red, red flags dude. like it's red flags red,
1: red flag flags central flag a red fucking bomb that just went off in your house
0: <laughs> um but poor megan i mean she's thousands of, megan. she's thousands of miles from home she's in a completely different country she doesn't know what the fuck to do she Sarah. fell in love with one person online she's she's 20 years old she doesn't know what to do but their marriage is crumbling there's no saving it and megan leaves i have my pikachu face with you i know i feel bad for her i do i feel
1: bad for her being duped but at this point i don't think i feel bad for her you don't go and marry someone like that number one Mm -hmm. and then see all that you know know he was like you know what i was in a four-year relationship that i shouldn't have been for all four years i'm gonna shut the fuck up poor megan is right that's right Poor me.
0: Uh, in 2006, uh, Mark Twitchell is married again to a woman that he met online. Her name is Jen. And they even have a child together. They have a little does he, girl. Does he make these fake profiles based on his ex wives? I don't know. Because
1: that sounds familiar, Jen. Jen. Yeah. Uh, All
0: right. Yeah. Uh, they have a little girl named Chloe. Um, they move into. Uh, like a nice new house together you know they buy a house um it's later found out that he uh doctored the like there was fraudulent documents that were used to help secure this house you know like cut out there's fraudulent documents to show that he owned the house to to get the mortgage so he basically fudged paperwork saying you know he makes x amount of money and blah 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 and so they're able to secure this mortgage Ugh. um how do they have a kid you just breezed right over that how does someone have a kid with this guy well he's they're married he, he had, and jen got married okay they met online he, listen he's very charming i don't fucking get it i've seen pictures it's of very it. charming <laughs> <laughs> get it. what are you talking about i i don't know good uh, he quits his job to start filming a new movie of his how charming uh this movie is called house of cards and wow. uh starring
1: me... kevin spacey <laughs> He hired a pervert
0: it's 2006 so it's before kevin spacey's film but mm. tell me if this sounds familiar okay Go ahead. this is a dark thriller about a serial killer who kills victims who themselves are morally corrupt <gasps> <laughs> the original, right? The vigilante, mm, much like mm. Dexter. Is he a
1: forensic pathologist.
0: <laughs> uh, but by two thousand eight, just two years after their marriage, they're sleeping in separate rooms, and their marriage is falling apart. Um, Homeboy she-
1: could have just done CSI Canada and gotten all of this okay, into as many shit. episodes as he wanted,
0: right? Um, she thinks that he has a job, and of course, he doesn't. And he was doing that ultimate. Douche bag thing of getting up in the morning, getting ready for work, leaving for work, oh. and then just spending the whole day at like coffee shops and shit. You know
1: who did that? My brother. Oh, God. He did that to his wife, his ex-wife.
0: Not the one with the Christian podcast.
1: No, not my brother. <laughs> not him.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I You want to clarify because you, you know. He might be wrong on some things, but he's a good dude. Right. So I'm your talking other about- brother
1: my mother's side yes uh my older brother chance.
0: just what a dick thing to do i feel like you're you're putting in so much time to make it like so much effort to make it look like you have a job just get a fucking job
1: yeah but you know chance he's a he's just a straight up cl- yeah. classic case of a true true life pathological liar
0: yeah and, and so that's what he's doing he's sitting at coffee shops all day he's working on screenplays and working on house of cards and um using a lot of that investment money that he got for his first two films that aren't finished he's kind of living off of that now right because he has to have some sort of money coming in because he doesn't have a job but wife thinks he has a job blah 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 um it's around uh this time this is why single people are pissed by the
1: way because you hear about these douchebags and they're married with kids and they have a hundred thousand dollars just laying around for funsies
0: oh go ahead um it's about this time that mark Twitchell makes a dexter morgan uh facebook account like a spoof uh facebook account for those who don't know who dexter morgan is uh, Dexter Morgan is the main character of a series that was on Showtime that came out in 2006 called Dexter. It's about a Miami blood spat- spatter analysis analysis who solves crime during the day and is a serial killer by night. The twist being that he only kills guilty people, like a, killers, rapists. Right. He has a
1: moral code where he has to
0: prove mm-hmm. that they did it mm-hmm. before he does
1: it. He drains – well, he doesn't drain their blood, but he takes some of their blood. But yeah. one of the season seasons, the first season, I think, actually, he finds a half-brother who's a serial killer with no moral code who drains the blood, and he's fascinated by it because he has a thing with blood. That's yeah. why he's a blood analyst.
0: Yeah go ahead it was a really good show for the first couple of seasons his yeah.
1: sister's smoking hot she was in the exorcism of emily rose Do
0: you know they got married in real yeah, life they got married and then, and then they divorced I, yeah
1: so she's available again
0: i think she might be married again
1: she's on a new show i don't care oh
0: um so he <laughs> he makes this facebook account as dexter morgan okay and um he begins talking to like women and people and you know just being a fucking nerd and he meets this woman named uh Renee as Dexter Morgan they start talking like having this like weird role play relationship and he starts to like really open up about like some dark fantasies of his but it's at that point it's just like a role playing thing, right? Like he really idolizes Dexter Morgan, so he likes being able to like pretend that he's him and blah blah blah.
1: You don't like these kind of people. <clears throat> you I a, really like a bad
0: name. I just don't. I don't it seems so like juvenile to me. Mm-hmm. You know what
1: it is. It's 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 pieces of shit hiding behind kink is what it is. Mm-hmm. They're just hiding behind it.
0: Mm-hmm. They're
1: not, because that's not what it is. Right. Because if it was...
0: Well, no, that's not necessarily true. You could role play as a serial killer. That's fine. No,
1: but I'm saying his intention is to do it. That's his dark secret, right? Isn't it? That he really wants to do it. That it isn't yeah. a kink. That it isn't just his fetish thing that he likes to role play. Right. It's it's his way of putting his toes in the water. So that's what I'm saying. He's hiding yeah. behind it, right? Because yeah. if you sit there and think you're a weirdo or you judge them or you scrutinize them or you look closely at Ooh. them, what an easy out to be like, how dare you right. judge my kink, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Don't shame my kink.
1: Yeah. Don't kink shame. Get the kink yeah. warriors behind him to back him up. That's an easy thing to hide behind. And it's a shame because then people kind of, you know. Slap right. that label on all of y'all.
0: Well, and because he's talking like as Dexter Morgan, like as if he's that character, people are really like interacting with him and sure. you know, treating him like he is. And it's just, I just don't, get... yeah, that's probably why
1: it's a good idea on those areas that people talk about very openly and regularly that you know, consensual is a big thing, not mm-hmm. hurting anybody is a big thing, right? I bet you he wouldn't be involved in that talk, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what is uh, so when the police uh, finally get in contact with aspiring filmmaker Mark Twitchell, <laughs> he seems all too happy to show them around his garage. Because remember, they, the police have finally gotten to the garage. They've figured out who's renting it. They have the name Mark Twitchell. Now you know a little bit about Mark Twitchell. And now we're at the point in the story where the police have gotten in contact with him. Okay. Yeah. He says, sure. This is my garage. They start walking up to the garage and he goes, oh, that's weird. And they're like, what? He's like, this isn't my, my padlock on my garage door. I have a different lock. This isn't, this isn't my lock. And they're like, well, yeah, that is fucking weird. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> strange. Um, so they note that, they take pictures of it, all that. And then they're like, "Okay, can you come back to the station with us? We need to ask some questions, figure it out." Because obviously, you know, somebody like broke into your garage. Um. So he he goes back to the police station, and what's cool is you can go on YouTube, and all of these police interviews—they're all on YouTube. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean it's yeah,
1: no. (laughs) how confident he is
0: oh yes uh at one point he's like okay let me get this straight the guy who's missing he like shows up in my garage (laughs) and they're like well i don't that's what we're trying to figure out mark (laughs) you know (laughs) um but the uh detective who they have on the case he's like watching through the like camera thing you know because he wants to like get a get a a feel for this guy's mannerisms how he's acting you know does he seem nervous does he see you know whatever the shit that detectives are supposed to do right even the detective buys mark Twitchell shit oh come on he's like this dude he's in the documentary he's like he just was upfront, honest laid back no issues was bragging about the movies he's making had not a care in the world that's
1: suspicious if you're suspected of some shit and you got directions leading to your house and you're talking about your gay-ass movie well i mean maybe you just think he's a douche nerd i don't know
0: yeah i mean that's how he came off when you watch the first uh you know how he came
1: off he came off non-threatening i
0: think yeah absolutely completely non-threatening i mean his fucking license plate says dark jedi I mean, come on. I okay. fucking love Star Wars.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to be sexist here and say a female detective would have seen right through his bullshit, right? Because her ego's not going saying, this guy can't kill anyone. He's not stronger yeah. than me.
0: Yeah. He couldn't
1: possibly do that.
0: Yeah. This chick would be like, okay. Well, but at this point, Johnny Artinger is just missing. They don't know. Uh, for for all they know, yeah.
1: you, other people call the police about that, so they have to have you punch in that address. There should be an incident report that comes with it. You have two incidents reports, separate days. Don't some craziness. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Mm.
0: So the detective you know, <laughs> buys Mark Twitchell shit. They think it's weird. Somebody might have seen that this garage was like you know kind of secluded. Nobody's really there. Maybe they they used it as. I mean, it would be a perfect like scapegoat thing to do right you know
1: what i mean you just throw someone in your van at that location and bail and you have nothing to do with that location yeah
0: all right but that's where the directions are you know leading to it's kind sure. of smart
1: all whatever
0: right. um stop so- giving people tips <laughs> don't do it guys we already know about it Yeah. <laughs> jesus christ uh so the police turned to the public and they basically uh put out a thing like hey you know at this garage this is the last place that um please tell me those
1: two cowards saw the thing yes god bless them
0: they're like this is where johnny was last seen um did she still think it was a setup she's like Mm. well they you know the couple goes into the police and they're like look this is what happened and the woman's like bawling crying because they think they let a man die You know, they're like, holy shit, we thought we were being like set up and now this guy's missing. What the fuck? Homicide starts piecing together their story and they realize it's the same story, it's the same place, it's identical thing, but it was a week earlier. Right. Right. So they're like, this happened on this Friday, but Johnny didn't go missing till the next Friday. So there must be another victim. Fuck. (laughs) Like, where is this guy? Do we have any other uh, missing persons? Yeah. And so the they start, they're brainstorming, these police, and they're like, okay, there's either three things, right? He's either married, so he didn't want to come forward and say, I was trying to get a date, and I, you know, got fucked over instead. He's dead, he's been murdered, or he's just scared to come forward, right? So the police go... um, to the public again, like they don't have any hard evidence at this point that any crime has been committed. So they go to the public again and saying like, Hey, we think that there could be this possible victim out here. It happened on this day. You know, they gave like a very little bit of information it happened on this day. If this happened to you, like, please come forward. You know, we need to, we need to know about this. Um, how do I say his name? gel 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 it's like saying gel
1: but real fancy and pompous gel gel
0: uh gel is has spent the last month of his life being completely paranoid are you kidding he got away my first guy yes yeah he didn't report it no why he was very embarrassed oh come on very scared he got away with his fucking life he literally thought he was going to die and he got away and i think he was just fucking counting his blessings and just being like i don't want to ever like think or you know hear about this again it's fucking he doesn't want to be on the news cuz some dude in a hockey mask because he's trying to get a date you know what I mean like he just he was very self-conscious about it and very very paranoid he talks about at one point he like had gone to the mall to do some shopping and he became so overwhelmed with paranoia that the person who had tried to kill him before was there at the mall watching him that he like freaked out and had to leave like so he spent this past month like Being like terrorized, like terrorized in his own himself out of coming forward, he just couldn't do it. I I guess he just couldn't. But after he sees that, that uh, police, you know, like bulletin thing again saying, Hey, like we know that something happened on this night, please come forward if this happened to you. He finally does go to the police Mm -hmm. and he gives his story and his um his interview is actually on YouTube too. And he goes over like the whole story of everything that's happened to him. Um, It's now that they find out, it's after this that they find out, because again, there's no hard evidence. Uh, Gilles doesn't know who did this to him. He had had a hockey mask on and gloves and things like that. Um, They find out that Mark Twitchell is driving a red hatchback Mazda which if you will remember Johnny his prized possession was his red hatchback Mazda so they bring Mark Twitchell in and they're like tell us about this car (laughs) and Mark says oh yeah it was so weird like a couple weeks ago I was walking on the street right this dude pulls up to me in this red Mazda and he's like Hey, do you want to buy a car? This is like Keegan's hypothetical criminal. <laughs>
1: okay, hypothetically. <laughs> right, right. I found this car like this and there was a mm-hmm. head in there. I didn't put the head
0: in there, hypothetically. I was just yeah. minding my own business. Yeah. Uh, dude's Two. like, you want to buy this car? And uh, he's like, what do you mean do I want to Do I want to buy a car? Yeah, I'll give it to you for like 100 bucks, 50 bucks, 20 bucks. Just fucking take the car. And Mark's like, why? He's like, oh, I, I shacked up with this really rich lady. We're going on vacation and she's gonna buy me a new car, like so I don't I don't need it. You can, you can just have it, you know, throw me like 40 bucks, whatever. So Mark Twitchell is now the fucking prime suspect. Yeah. Oh, they didn't buy this story? <laughs> this is uh, really drawing no. the line. <laughs> they are not hey. <laughs> They are not buying Is there this a receipt shit? with that? Yeah. Detective Clark, uh, he, he leaves the interview room for a couple minutes, like, what the fuck do I do? Right? Because, again, there's nobody, no body. There's no real crime has been committed. Everything that they have is circumstantial at this point, right? Now that they have the, the Mazda and things are kind of like clicking, they're, they're able to get a, a search warrant, you know, for the garage. Thank God. Um, but Detective Clark goes back in and just point blank says to Mark Twitchell, there's no doubt in my mind that you are involved in the dis- disappearance of Johnny Altinger. And Mark, <laughs> you can listen to the video. He does this really pathetic, whiny, like Detective Clark says this to him and he goes, why? Why? <laughs> 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 and I just busted out laughing like this fucking douche. You just want to punch him in his stupid fucking face. <laughs> Why? Um, he tell Detective Clark says to him, like, listen, we're going to get this evidence and you are not going to be able to live with yourself. And Mark Twitchell looks at Detective Clark and says, you'd be surprised what I can live with. There he is, so they have to let him go yeah, while they yeah. execute this search warrant. There right. hasn't been a charge yet, so they can't arrest him. They can't detain him. They have to let him go. They could tail him, but they do start combing through his house, his car, and the garage, right and all let's go. oh yeah, there is fucking blood on everything, yeah um he has a ton of like movie props in there so like props not prop swords but like it's like real swords and knives and all of that but he used them like in all of his movies <laughs> um there's blood on everything there's with the luminol testing everything right on lead pipes on swords on knives on the floor on it's everywhere the fucking room lights up right it's in the back of the mazda it's on his fucking clothes, his shoes. It's everywhere.
1: Dude, I'm having an inception moment because I want there to be a Dexter episode where Dexter solves this Dexter copycat. It's, I, I know. Oh, they already had that on Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> or he did have a copycat.
0: I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so they then find um, his laptop, okay? And they start examining the computer files on it. There we go. In the trash bin, in the deleted section of it, right? So he deleted it, but he, he can never like really.: delete nah, I hear you everything. empty yeah. the trash
1: can, empty the
0: trash can.: Ha-ha. Said, Yeah, Gerard. Um, <clears throat> there is a document titled "S.K Confessions." Serial killer. Uh- this dude is not very creative. <laughs> like, I mean, Jesus Christ! Uh, the beginning of it starts. Um, this is the story into my progression of becoming a serial killer. Oh God! Allow so me to mad. start at the beginning. You can read this whole thing, and I was gonna read excerpts of it, but it is so fucking boring and poor and it's it's just not like it it just it's boring as fuck Uh, the directions to his garage were more thrilling (laughs) than (laughs) sk confessions um
1: but he was trying really hard to sound compelling and important
0: oh it's so self-important it's just like you just want to make the jerk off motion (laughs) i see you're (laughs)
1: jerking off in this (laughs) scenario
0: exactly (laughs) uh but in sk confessions he's detailed The entire fucking crime. All of it. Even He has even talked about the missteps with uh, Joe. Like how he got him in the garage and fucked it up and the guy got away. Um, He has a step-by-step account of the murder of Johnny and Johnny's dismemberment. Dude, if I'm this
1: douchebag, which I would not be, I'm fucking terrified about this guy going to the cops. Like, what are the odds he's not going to go? And then he—I mean, I know he ended up not. Well, I guess he did it within a week, so you really don't have time to really.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think he thought, like, I'm probably going to be fucked, right? But after a week, he's like, oh, I guess this. Maybe he was. Yeah. Thinking, and the guy's married or something, you know, you like. Fool yourself like that. You're right. Yeah. hmm He's probably thinking the same thing the cops were thinking at first. Yeah. He's huh. like uh
1: He's like our guy MacArthur. He's like, I'm good.
0: Yeah. I'm invisible. Grab a little lemon juice on that. (laughs) Um, Mark Twitchell is arrested on Halloween, which is apparently his favorite holiday. Fuck him. He can fuck right off with that. Um, They have a lot of evidence, obviously, that Mark Twitchell has killed Johnny, but what they don't have is Johnny's body. Mm. Um, And there's, there's nothing in the SK confessions or anything like that that says where they can find it um so they put mark twitchell in the and they have it all on video too and if oh my god if you've never have you ever thought about killing someone
1: me yeah (laughs) like beetlejuice who me no uh because if you watch this video actually that one guy you know
0: go ahead if
1: you watch this video he deserved
0: it by the way of this guy. I didn't
1: do it. I didn't mean he deserved it in the past tense. <laughs> <laughs> if I did it, I would absolutely tell Sarah. Go ahead.
0: If please. I did it.
1: by am <laughs> writing a book, by the way, called <laughs> If I Did It, This Is How I Would Do It. I'm just kidding. Uh,
0: they put him in the car, in the back of the cop car, right? And they just start driving around Edmonton, trying to get him to talk, right? They already have him arrested and everything at this point. But the cop's like, all right, Johnny, I'm sorry. That's not what I meant to say. All right, Mark, where are we going? You know, like, where should we? They're wanting, they want Mark to tell them where the body is. They're like, we already got you. Like, this is done. You're done for. Like, just let us know where he is. Do the fucking right thing. Do the decent thing and let us know where his body is so that he can get, you know, his family can have some closure on this. And Mark Twitchell, just, he's such a fucking arrogant prick. He's like, They're like, where are we going, Mark? You know, tell us where to go and we'll go. And he's like, just go back to the station. Like, he just straight up refuses to tell them.
1: Why did you ask me if I ever thought about killing someone?
0: I was was trying to do a callback joke Uh to the beginning of the story where Mark asked his new bride if she Uh had ever thought about killing someone. People, jokes go over my head often, so fucking get used to it. Go ahead. (laughs) I mean, I was hoping, I hope other people caught it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like what? Like we want to kill this guy? Yeah. Like I was saying, have you ever wanted to kill someone? Like, cause watching him in the back of this car refusing to give up Johnny's body will make you want to kill someone. Okay. So I did get it. I'm just an idiot. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Can you pay attention for 5 fucking seconds? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's literally us solving a crime. That is exactly how. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 9 okay. months later, uh Mark Twitchell calls up the detectives from jail, I guess. And uh finally says he wants a meeting, right? But it comes with conditions. He does not want detective Bill Clark. <laughs> he does not want <laughs> that fucking prick anywhere near him. They're okay. like, fine. They send in two other detectives. They'll see through my shit. Yeah. Him. It's a three-minute interview. Basically, he, they come in, they read him some rights, and Mark Twitchell's lawyer hands over a Google map with a sewer marked on it, a sewer system. And he circled it, and now they know where to go. Is there a red bullet? There's not. Uh-uh. Okay. No. Just a lot of dismembered body parts. Oh, I was thinking he lied, but okay, go ahead. Oh no, it's there. They, they find, um, they find Johnny and, uh, he, yeah. he's done exactly what he, you know, said he did in SK Confessions. He used every tool, every knife, every, everything that he had in that stupid fucking garage and has dismembered him and put him in this, uh, sewer system in bags and they find him. Um, in March of 2011, uh, he's indicted, I guess, on first degree murder um he what, what am i saying here oh his defense <laughs> this is interesting okay in my defense in, yeah in his defense um what he was trying to do now this is as mark Twitchell okay what he's trying to do is house of cards his movie about a serial killer he really wanted that to make it big, right? So he thought for publicity, he would lure some men to the garage, wear the hockey mask, stun them, scare them, freak them out a bit. They would take off. They would tell the story. They would tell the police. It would build like this, uh, you know, like word of mouth, like, oh shit, this is really creepy, scary. And then boom, this movie's coming out. Now everybody wants to see it because it's been, you know, it's been hyped up. What a great example of how uncreative this guy is. No shit. Um, he says something went wrong. He says that John, he actually had to defend himself from Johnny. Okay. The man he lured to attack, then surprisingly turned on him and uh, he had to kill him. Do you think if you're a juror and you have that face, like, please,
1: that they dismiss you?
0: <laughs> i'd be, be so pissed immediately yeah <laughs> i would be dismissed immediately and i would even blurt out i'd be like okay i'd be doing that <laughs> like gym face from the office where i'm looking for a secret camera like a camera what okay <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> uh the re- the jury uh returns a guilty verdict verdict god uh, bless him for april 12th it. he's found guilty of first degree murder and he is sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole for 25 years that is a canadian thing what does that have to do with copycat um well because of his like dexter morgan uh oh i see Right. things you know because right, he's yeah. playing
1: in that and talking about it mm-hmm, yeah i yeah. see i
0: see um it's called inspiration yeah uh he says he has been wrongfully convicted uh, he's writing obsessively to like every anybody who will listen to him. Um, basically, everybody is wrong but him the judge, the jury, his lawyers, the prosecutors. He actually says that everybody is intellectually unable to understand him <laughs> sociopath, narcissist, and that is the Dexter copycat murder. What a douche. I love that story. God
1: damn. It's good, right? It was so good. I'm glad I didn't look anything up. Man, that was really good.
0: Yeah, and poor Where Johnny Altier. I can't
1: follow that.
0: He, like I said, his friends, like, and his family, they had nothing but, like, amazing things to say about him. And he was just such a good guy. Um, so as much as it's, like, Mark was such a fucking douchebag, it's still, it's sad. It makes me sad.
1: Yeah, he's a douche. I mean, I don't think, my personal opinion, I, I think he would have done this no matter what. I understand inspiration mm-hmm. came from somewhere, but
0: I mean, are you, you think? I don't even think it's inspiration. I think it is. He's Continue. just so unbelievably unoriginal. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Doesn't have an original thought in his body. At all. Yeah. Oh, all, that's all I could think through all of this, like, research and all the things that I was... Well- It's interesting
1: because you use some words that are in the description of people like this. I mean, are you interested to know about the research I did on this end about the psychology of all this, you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, are Are you you doing like a deep dive? No. Okay. Don't give me start. a look. <laughs> what am I? A fucking? I, I'm the special I'm guest today. My ten st- <laughs> minutes. My story took a lot longer than I thought it was going to. But it
1: was really good, so I'm really glad that it did. Mine won't take that long. I mean, I
0: did. Um, for anybody God. still listening, I did pace it a little different. I wrote it a little different. It felt a lot more comfortable telling it yeah. this way than I've told. Um, uh, other stories on previous um episodes. So if you liked this style more. Uh, yes, I send did. Send us the email. Let me know. Oh, How I was just was got it? 30 emails. Oh, wait, this isn't live. I'll just I'll tell you about later.
1: Later. listen about it. <laughs> it was so good, Sarah. I'll tell you more later. Okay. But um, um yeah, I should follow with this, right? It'll be good.
0: Yeah, just yeah, it was it. so good.
1: I'm just so I don't even want to get into it. I just want to talk more about this guy.
0: Okay. Well, we will. Tell me Tell me a little bit about what you got. All right.
1: So um, I it took a long time to look this stuff up. And basically it's because... Yeah, not basically because, but uh, the consensus with doctors and such is that, you know, these people are just criminals and this is just inspiration. So let me just, I did some research. Here's what I came out with. Okay. Okay. This is the best I could do. All right. I didn't have a good story. That's right. (laughs) I took it. So what constitutes a copycat crime? Uh, They're defined as crimes that are inspired, motivated, or modeled after acts that have occurred before pretty given information isn't it Mm -hmm. um uh, the inspiration can be a real crime just like jack the ripper was uh, but it can also mimic fiction like the dark knight movie dexter uh and the reason they reference dark knight a lot is because they really attribute the theater killings uh, as a copycat they claim that the person had been like the joker in the movie Mm -hmm. uh, and that he even intended for that um but anyways, it says that the crimes themselves can, can mirror their inspiring acts or simply be based upon them. So they can have similarities, be based on them, inspired by them, kind of like your guy, Mark, right? Yeah. So the psychology behind it uh, is going to be, well, he, I read an article written by an actual doctor. So this psychologist points out a number of factors that may motivate copycats to act out on crimes, um, fiction or otherwise. Uh, the psychologist uh, that wrote this, by the way, is Nigel Barber. Uh, he points out right away that while the behavior itself is criminal, these crimes lie outside rational analysis and more in the realm of psychological disorders. And he says, after all, why would a sane person use the persona of a comic book character or whatever to murder innocent people? He does not even know. Right. Then he says, Oh, by the way, I use the word he, because most of these rampage Mm -hmm. killers are single young men, white men. Not to be, you know, that typical person, that typical lesbian. No, it really is. But no, he—he, that's his quote. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You didn't want to put white
0: in there, but I'll put it in there.
1: Yeah, white. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Well, in America anyway. All right. Well, New Zealand now. All right. So with that said, there's two major theories into the psychology of copycat killers, specifically copycat criminals or killers, by the way. So the number one, one, which I think is what our doctor here is really behind. And it didn't make sense at first, but then I think more about it and it does. So number one is depersonalization, which is a dissociative disorder. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, uh, Depersonalization individuals, if you will, are usually triggered by a few things. You want to guess where it starts, Sarah?
0: Could it be like good old childhood trauma? Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Severe stress, particularly emotional abuse or neglect during childhood. Mm. Or other major stresses such as enduring or seeing physical abuse. Um, Also, feelings of detachment from self or the surroundings may occur periodically or continuously. Which, by the way, he notes a lot of people experience this. He's talking about won't go away, medication doesn't work, and it's completely debilitating to your life, right? Okay. Uh, Sleep deprivation or lack of sensory stimulation. Lack of sensory stimulation really makes a lot of sense. Mm Mm-hmm people go fucking nuts, right? That's why prison systems don't work. They stick you in a cell. They make you bored out of your mind. And sometimes yep. they even put you in a cell alone 23 hours a day. Um, though he notes that depersonalization I- affects just 2% of the population and it does affect men and women equally. Mm-hmm. It does begin in early childhood, however, and rarely begins after the age of 40. However, most rampage killers, again, single white men. Yep. Uh, Dr. Barber uh, speculates that depersonalization is in effect with copycats because there is a natural human inhibition against killing random innocent people, right? Most murders by people who wouldn't normally murder are in the heat of the moment, right? They're not super premeditated or whatever.
0: Crimes of passion. Right, That's that's why we prosecute them differently. Yeah.
1: People say that, you know, a lot of people could be, not a lot, but people are generally susceptible to crime of passion, rage in the moment yeah whereas premeditated thought out like this cycle the difference
0: between first and second degree murder
1: correct Pre- premeditated and mm-hmm. and in the moment exactly
0: right. which is why mark switchell got first degree murder because it was obviously premeditated exactly um so
1: that's what he's saying um that when you have dep- depersonalization disorder uh, you can fight against this natural human inhibition against killing random random innocent people because you can adopt a persona. And that what is the I word that you it. use. Yeah, adopt a persona. So the idea is that the character or mimic inspiration provides a vehicle through which the crime can be committed. Mm. Distance from that natural, you know, inhibition not to, you know, kill fucking random people. Well,
0: you know, what's interesting about this is that a lot of serial killers have this. Um, not, uh, what you're talking about right now, not a copycat necessarily, but like, um, associative, uh, Ted Bundy, he, uh, would become, I forget what he called it. The, not the monster, but he would, he would give it a persona. Yeah. Other than Uh, himself. Jeffrey Dahmer did the same thing. Uh, Gacy did the same thing where they, yeah, it was like, uh, someone separate from them. So they were able to like, uh, de- uh, Come compartmentalize yeah. that part of themselves, right? Yeah, it was someone, someone else, it wasn't necessarily them. But if you're so fucking unoriginal that you can't even think of another persona, you just do what Mark Twitchell did, and you just take everyone else's shit. That's correct. <laughs> so if you're, Ugh.
1: if you're as dull as a wet rag, uh, God, the personality
0: of a fucking pillowcase. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I anymore. really like
1: my pillowcase. <laughs> Fuck! How dare you, this guy? Uh, so an example of this, a primitive one, if you will, uh, when warriors would paint their face before going into battle, they obviously would accomplish a few things. They appear frightening to the enemy, but also assume a new persona that helps facilitate violence against others. Same thing with people who go to war in their uniforms or when you go to work at the jail or on the street as a cop. You got this uniform on. You can you know, do things because you have to. Obviously, these are good people. No, I, yeah, know. I get what you're saying. But that's the example. You take on a new persona and that helps you detach From the things that you're either going to have to do, or if you're a sick freak like this guy, that you're gonna do, right?
0: Yeah, it's like when I put on my latex and get my paddle out, I'm a different (laughs) person. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you have to detach anyway? I'm pretty sure I know you well
1: enough. You would just do this any time of day.
0: Oh no, the detachment part is the big. It's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying it can be be good sometimes. I'm saying what are you
1: detaching from? Because I'm pretty sure. Just that like, when I catch you just dazing off, you're just in some BDSM. Thought. Listen,
0: here's just quickly. <laughs> I do think that that is what is a big part of uh like fetish culture and things like that is when you take on these other personas, I'm no longer for that, you know, 30 minute scene or whatever. I am I'm not just Sarah, who's a mom of boys, who goes to school and does the dishes and hangs out and has a pretty boring life, right? I'm this other person. And it's still me. I'm that person. But you do. I mean, that's why people love cosplay. That's why I fucking love cosplay. That's why people love live action role play and things like that, right? You get to like, that's why people love fucking Halloween. Yeah. Yeah you get to be someone else for a little bit so i don't necessarily think that that is a bad thing yeah wanting Same that way. craving yeah. that it's, it's when it. you put that with other things like um uh, dissociative disorder or narcissism or uh you know other like personality disorders then you put this piece of that longing to be somebody else and to have, have this other persona that you can then do bad things through and feel less guilty for.
1: Right. This is like a piece of a bigger puzzle. And what you're right. saying is that same piece can be helpful for some people of and be a yeah. enjoyable thing like cosplay and stuff like that. Absolutely. I get you. I think social media is a grain of salt on that. Mm-hmm. You can give off the persona you want. You have more control over that. Right. Same thing with this podcast, right? Yeah. We're a persona now when we do yeah. this. You know yeah. what I mean? I I am
0: not this bubbly,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and I am not this interesting. I don't think so. (laughs) So this is great. I'm sure the listeners are like, "You're still not that."
0: (laughs) We we still aren't getting that.
1: Uh, So the doctor notates though that this persona thing, this things that we do, um, these the the specific markings on the warrior, if you will, they matter little to measure the level of aggression, though, and so do particular inspirations for copycat killers or criminals mm-hmm. right they're saying the dexter part it, it, it doesn't play as big as a role as you think it doesn't measure this oh, individuals
0: right benefit. but you know what it does do Global stuff go ahead sells a lot of fucking papers
1: yeah i know which is, is gonna i'm gonna get into that next yeah no. so the second main theory for uh the the copycat killer the psychology of it mm-hmm. okay or criminal uh, is the copycat effect um so i looked up where copycat came from and one place reports that it was coined in 1888 during the Jack the Ripper's mm. copycat killings, right? Um, but of course it noted that criminal acts that were copied started as, you know, earlier. Ooh, right, right. The earliest I could find is 1774, where many people found criminal inspiration from a John Wolfgang von Goethe book, The Sorrows of Young Werther. What was his name? The author is... I'm just kidding. just fucking with you i I think think. i said it wrong actually i think it's johan wolfgang von goethe that
0: sounds yeah thank you okay can you say periodically again periodically it doesn't sound right
1: what about gel
0: oh you know what i can say now infantilize oh can you say familicide is that how you say that familicide yes
1: that's weird
0: when you're a family annihilator you just spit that right out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, <"Fimilicide?" laughs> yes.
0: Tell, Tell me, origin <laughs> As
1: well, would you like me to use it in a sentence? <laughs> no. Hmm. Uh, the book was called The Sorrows of Young Werther, again, written in 1774, uh, in which the romantic protagonist kills himself, which did result in several suicides, murder suicides, familicides, and rampage killings. Jesus. So the book was nearby when it happened. Yeah. People. So right. uh, in America, which is where most of our listeners are. Copycat crimes rose pretty heavily after Columbine, obviously, in the 90s, yeah. where we were inundated with hundreds of school shootings following that. Yeah. Um, whether or not they all got inspiration from it, the, the bottom line here is that they kind of all took off after it that. Correlates, one, right.
0: Didn't it? Or could it be that we talked about it more? Or well, I'm going to
1: get into that. Is showing... Sure. So, this, this, the first theory on that is going to be media coverage equals copycat crimes um but then the other side is like but does it
0: yeah so here's (laughs) dr (laughs) does it
1: dr barber states that sensational coverage of mass shootings makes these crimes more common though he notes that it isn't fair to blame gothy uh the dark knight uh Dexter. dexter whatever it is for all the the hopeless romantics who died by suicide with a copy of that book near them Mm -hmm. um because money many he's he's saying that many would have died by suicide anyway or murder suicide or whatever they were going to do it would have happened anyway um interject real quick
0: yeah of uh why we're saying died by suicide instead of committed by uh, committed suicide now right i did change that just for you go ahead yeah because we were going to talk about this in an episode but this feels like a good segue into it anyways um with the recent um deaths of two parkland survivors and a parent of a sandy hook victim um there's been a lot of talk of suicide obviously um and i read a really interesting huff post article um that talked about why we need to stop saying that someone has committed suicide and instead change our verbiage to someone has died by suicide um basically it's simple when you say someone has committed suicide you're almost implying that they have committed a crime or that they have committed a sin right yep um i have a quote on my phone uh da- dan riedenberg the executive director for the Suicide Awareness Voices of Education. Um, He said, when attaching the word committed, it further discriminates against those who lost their battle against a disease. Yeah. Depression. Um, Yeah. So... life, PTSD, whatever it is. Yeah. So when we, uh, from now on, when we talk about suicide um, on this podcast... Uh we will refrain from saying that someone has committed suicide.
1: We'll try to if we do it it's just cuz it was a bad habit but the goal yeah. is to the not goal is do to that.
0: change yeah change the verbiage and and then um,
1: eventually our minds.
0: Yeah, yeah cuz when i read that committed a crime or committed a sin i'm like Yeah, you know, when you called me else.
1: when we first talked about it you called me and told me that and you were like i guess this is what we're supposed to do not in a condescending way she was on board to doing it she just didn't completely understand why yeah and i was the first thing i thought it was well committed like a crime and then yeah. instantly Sarah was like yeah, yeah that's that makes perfect sense yeah yeah and yep. of course she looked into it and that's exactly what yeah. what it was anyway
0: right yeah yeah I mean, and yeah So uh sorry i didn't mean to halt your progress but um no that's okay yeah. so this doctor is
1: saying that um uh, it, has, it has little to do with the inspiration, whether or not the person's a violent individual, whether they're capable of carrying out this violence. Um, it might change how it looks a little bit, okay? But it's, it's not going to change the bigger things. Like, right. it's not the cause of these murders is what of he's. Of course,
0: yeah. He says that linking
1: their lives or death to a novel, a movie, whatever it is, only made their deaths or crimes seem more literary or poetic than they actually were. More important, yeah. more meaningful. Yeah. So the real culprit, he says, is the person who made a point of linking the crime with the inspiration and glorifying it. Mm. So, right? Linking yeah. it, glorifying it. Yep. Uh, in almost every copycat crime, someone just wants their crime to seem something more than it actually is. Yep. Like this deuce you just talked about.
0: Yeah, like somehow it's uh, screen-worthy
1: yeah, instead exactly. of just being fucking horrible. Sure, and when the news takes this, whether they're intentionally trying to glorify it or otherwise... They are. It's an unfortunate result that, that, that the glamorizing of the violence, violence can and will be imitated. It's just that's... Mm-hmm. If, something, if someone sees something that's like that and they want that, they're going to go for it. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I looked a little bit into another study that was conducted by Dr. Alberta Bandura, and he sought to find out if aggression was a learned behavior with this kind of thing in mind, right? Mm-hmm. So he's looking at children.
0: Alberta? This-
1: Alberta, Ben. I so would be a woman. Yeah, you are sexist. Did I say man? Yeah. Wait, did I say doctor? You sexist. you said he. Maybe she's fucking male to female or female to male. Get yeah. out of here, doctor. The doctor. All right. When you asked me that stupid riddle, and you said the guy, someone's driving, and then the kid gets in an accident, and then he he's with his, his dad. Killed. Yeah, his dad's his killed. dad died, and then he gets to the hospital. And the doctor looks at him and says, "I can't possibly operate on this person. It's my son." I immediately said it was his mom. You're right. You're not sexist. Thanks. (laughs) This is because she's done with this episode. No. Yeah. (laughs) So the first thing you learned from the study is obviously children can and will learn aggression. It's obvious, right? Yeah. But more importantly, what he learned from that is that the children who learned aggression were especially vulnerable. To learning this bad behavior, aggression, Ooh. violence, if the aggressor was rewarded for the behavior. So, Ooh. the aggressor that they witnessed that they saw. Now, I read that and I was like, in what scenario is someone going to be rewarded into it? And then I thought about it a little bit more. So, if you're a kid and you're a neglected kid mm-hmm. and you see someone who's an aggressor get attention, even if it's negative attention, yep. Right? You're going to see that as a reward. Yeah. You're going to see negative that as something- attention is still attention. Exactly. Negative publicity is still publicity. Right. Yeah. Same, same deal with that. So, um, you won't find a whole lot of research about copycats for that reason, because doctors probably don't want to muddy the waters and, and, you know, like everybody else trying to say it was Marilyn Manson or the video games or Mm -hmm. all this bullshit and, or, you know, or even the drugs, if there were any drugs, when in actuality, it turned out they had a shit childhood, um, they were predisposed to violence and trauma and all this other bullshit. They were disassociated with their peers, mm-hmm. right? Because disassociation is the first thing you said, depersonalization. Yep. The, the The moment you retreat and you're disconnected from the world and then you add in a persona that you can adapt and you've got these precursors for violence, these urges that go unchecked. Yeah. You've basically taken away all the things that keep other people from doing things that they shouldn't be doing yeah Support system something to live for uh, uh a purpose in society you're oh. contributing you're wanted you know what i mean yeah and uh i think people are so used to their friends or their family or their crazy lives or their work or whatever they didn't realize that actually can happen. It, it actually happened to me. I was um, completely isolated from everybody, yeah. every single person. And I would see and talk to people, hundreds of people a day, because I worked in a jail. Yeah. Um, so those communications, those relationships were utterly meaningless. Yeah. Um, And uh, my coworkers didn't like me. You know, I was an inmate lover, basically, because I was fucking uh, treating them with basic human decency. Right, uh, but then that would be it. I was on I was on swing shift, so I go home at the middle of the night. No one's home. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was like a good two years, sir, where I would look forward to going home to playing my video game, my my PlayStation, my Xbox, or whatever it was, because right. I do enjoy that. You know, I'm a gamer. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And I swear to God, every day I would look forward to it, hoping I would actually do it when I got home, and I never did. No, I never did it. I just came home and fell asleep, or drank, or you know stayed up till I passed out, and then just repeat. Yeah. And uh, that's what happens. That's why there's single, unmarried dudes that do that. So right. you know, no family, no friends. We went over that of Munchausen syndrome. hmm Trauma, disconnect yeah. from people, right? When the
0: men do it, it's they don't have a lot of family that is close to them. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, we should probably do a small disclaimer of, like, if you have the feeling <laughs> that you are going to hurt yourself – or hurt someone else, you gotta tell somebody like right away. Like not, don't wait. Yeah,
1: reach don't wait out. Wait
0: till it like, gets so fucking bad that you can't.
1: Yeah, group gr- uh, group talk was actually something amongst this this the psychologist about a common way to treat depersonalization. Mm. Group talk is talk is the number one way. Group therapy yeah. in some sort. And I know, I know, when you're in that position. If you are, hopefully you're not. Hopefully you're just all of our friends and you have people who love you. But if you are, you, if you're like me, you look at other people and you think it's so easy for them, that, right? Isn't that a thought? So easy for them. They have these friendships, these things that mean something. You might even look at Sarah and I and think, oh, well, you've had this 17 year long friendship. This 17 year friendship has a 10 year gap. Mm. The only reason it reconnected is because we, we both worked at it. And, we don't just naturally do this every day. Somebody has to make an effort yeah. every single day. Yeah. Um, but whatever it is, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, well, I mean, 24 hours can go by. It's not a big deal. I mean, we might get worried about each
0: other, but that's about it. I'm sending the police right away.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you did too when all that shit was going down. <laughs> I'm calling
0: the police. But the point I'm trying
1: to make is that it actually takes work. So what I'm saying is don't get bitter because you don't already have it don't don't let that discourage you don't expect it to just fall into your lap it doesn't uh things like that take a little bit of effort so an effort means disappointment right because not all your efforts are going to pay off so you're going to have to get out there and get shot down and not like just hate people because of it right um and group talk's a good place for that because they're really good about like not judging you and
0: yeah
1: and and getting you to meet other people who are just like you and more importantly putting you in front of a a professional who's going to have your best interest in mind and actually knows what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah,
0: and believe me, we know how bad the mental health care system in America is. We fucking know for sure. <laughs> um, so we're not saying it's easy, like just run out there and make a fucking appointment and make it happen, you know. Um, but reach out to people, tell, I mean, if if you are really at a point where you feel like you're going to hurt yourself, you feel like you're going to hurt someone else, Um. I don't have the crisis lines right now, but you can Google the crisis line in your area. Um, I've had to do it. I'm not ashamed. I've had to call a crisis center to come help me out. Uh, And it's it's
1: other people like you, by the way, who've gotten help and that's, they
0: volunteer and do that. And it was a completely free service. Um, You know, you just Google your, your local uh, crisis line and uh tell them well you know, the mental health treatment line for everybody
1: could be eight seven 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 two three four zero zero two that's where everybody can call that one thank you everybody has
0: google though just google I it yeah you know I mean? yeah <sighs> now i'm exhausted from that are you <laughs> i know i was gonna throw in a couple other stories because there's like a a story about a kid who um committed some murders after watching rob zombies uh texas chainsaw massacre and um the interview with a vampire one you know just like more copycat stuff um t- honestly we could do probably five more fucking episodes on this shit yeah. uh but we learned today that really it's yeah. the individual was the criminal right right had nothing to do with Dexter. In fact, the whole Dexter part of it was really blown out of proportion. Yeah, uh, it was, wasn't it? The headlines should have just been like failing, aspiring filmmaker. Yeah, it's a and fucking humans, dick. We're, we're flawed, right? We got these egos. We want to we
1: wanna put it all on the individual or someone other than ourselves. That's why when Columbine happened and these kids are gone, we can't find out what the fuck it was. Right. It didn't take very long to figure out that they were completely isolated, bullied, had shitty parents. Yeah. Okay. Not to say that they're exonerated
0: from this. Well, but what I'm saying is, uh, really, I mean, we can do an episode on that if you want. Columbine? Yeah, because I have differing opinions. All right, let's get into it. Yeah, because of Manson. Oh, uh, no, I I have differing opinions of the fact that I they didn't have terrible lives. They were just shitty fucking kids.
1: Yeah, that could be they it too. Shitty people. Well, they did encourage each other to be more shitty yes you know what i mean
0: they certainly did
1: so that's another you know thing you could find someone and then misery enjoys company yep D- don't do do that either
0: <laughs> it, it's almost like they did that um the depersonalization with each other you know what i mean like they sure. became each other's personas no
1: no I, I hear you they're better than everybody else no one understands them they're all undeserving exactly. anyway. yeah we could do that i could play devil's advocate i don't mind that yeah i don't yeah. you know that sounds okay but that's <laughs> why you know hate groups and all that Six incels people. that's why great uh gangs are really big because they you know mm-hmm. hey you're neglected you're in love nobody appreciates you or whatever yeah but this too come on in yeah you know what i mean south park has an episode where everybody's pissed they're angry they're they're you know Republican, like a hillbilly republican like a Mm -hmm. a hyperbolic one a white kid who thinks he's a gangster and he's just come on man why my mom always front man it's such a good episode eric's pissed stan's dad is pissed randy they're all in this anger management group Mm -hmm. and it turns out and there's a lesbian like me in it (laughs) looks like me it drives me insane (laughs) I cannot tell you how much it drives me insane. A beautiful butch lesbian? Yeah, thank you. But it just drives me insane because she's what she says isn't like me. I mean, it's hyperbolic like me, I Mm -hmm. guess. But but she says something like she's just, you know, pissed off about something about men or something. I'm actually, I'll I'll say I'm happy they included her in it because it turns out what you learn slowly is that they all have tiny dicks. (laughs) Randy because it all starts with Cartman finding out that he's tiny compared to everybody else, right, right. right? So it just turns out, like someone says something, tiny dicks, and then they just, they, they make it their whole thing that they use a math equation that includes girth and length and angle and stuff to get Jesus. the actual, they want to lower the average male right, size
0: right. anyway. So anyways, that's a good episode. Listen, we have talked so much about dicks on this show, on this <laughs> episode. <laughs> I support you. I feel like there's been a lot of dick talk. <laughs> At least there's no crucifix
1: masturbating going on.
0: All right, guys. Well. Never know what you're going to get. Never know. Uh, We can't tell you what's coming up on the next one because we don't fucking know yet. But (laughs) (laughs) it'll it'll be something good. I have several ideas. (laughs) I've written lots of notes.
1: Are you Um, lying?
0: No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I really do have... Do you want a little bit of my idea? Go ahead. Okay, but then you can't say anything afterwards. We're not going to talk about it now. Okay. Okay. So but awesome I'm just going to leave did. you to think about it. <laughs> oh, you're going to be so annoyed. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I listened to a really old episode of Last Podcast on the Left today. Yeah. And they were talking about ghost photography. Okay. Um. <laughs> Are you irritated yet? Why would I be irritated? I just want there to be something that I can partake in it. Oh, good. So there's a theory that when you see a ghost or a Bigfoot or a chupacabra or an angel, what's actually happening are these mini black holes that are appearing in our atmosphere, letting you see into other dimensions. Oh, stop. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so my approach is going to be full debunk <laughs> on all of it.
0: No, yeah, you're not allowed to talk about it right now. No, that's what That's like, gonna be my gonna part though. I'm gonna scully the fuck out of it. Just sit, just sit with it. Go ahead for a little bit and just see how you feel. About it. <laughs> as soon as I heard them say the black hole thing, I'm like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> I gotta do all this research on whoever the fuck came up with this. Brilliant! Did <laughs> <laughs> you feel like I couldn't argue out of it? I just feel like it's so fun. Why would you want to? Yeah, it's so good. Dad. Anyways, guys, we are on iTunes now. Cool. Um, so you can get us there. We're uh, you can get us on Podcast Player, Castbox, Anchor, Podbean. Um, I don't know. Just go to our Facebook. This podcast sounds exhausting we update everybody all that shit. We'll have reference photos on the Instagram. Not your average snails. They're on Instagram. They don't know who the fuck I am, but let them know I sent you. Yeah. Um <laughs> because I fucking love them and I Because of this podcast sounds exhausting. Yeah, I'm here because of yeah, cuz I oh my god, I just love them. All right. Thanks guys and uh <laughs> thanks for well, listening.